Here we go. DJ Curry back in the building, y'all. Hey. Tell them y'all they got a cash out. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the British Sports Show. I'm Mark, aka the Vet, and this is DJ Curry. DK Harris. Yeah, I gave you. I gave you. What's good with you, fam? Hey, you know, working in this COVID yeah, life. I, I feel you on that one, dog. You know, this COVID life ain't the shit. You know, you know, you know how that go, yo. But hey, before we get into this show, D, you know, I know we we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl and everything else like that, though, going forward. You know what I mean? But. I want to insert this little snippet here of this year's passing yards per leader. And, um, and you know, guess who comes up number one on the list for the passing yards leader this year? Exactly. Watson. And Aaron Rodgers has the most passing touchdowns this year. And, and that that is something right there that is unbelievable. He threw for 4,000 yards. 4,823 yards, almost 5,000 yards this season with really kind of like no wide receivers at all, but except for Will Fuller, the fourth. That's impressive. Mm. Well, yeah, it is. It is, especially not having your, exactly. your main target. Exactly. So, and he threw over more than Patrick Mahomes, though. Yeah. Yeah, but Mm-mm. go ahead, go ahead. Take it away, D. But I mean, I kind of seen this coming that Deshaun was going to eventually want to get traded, even though he has a no trade clause in his contract. But I mean, when you draft a a young man out of college, and then you know he he plays well. And then you promise him that you're going to keep yeah. him in the loop of what's going on as far as, you know, if any coaches are going to be fired or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or if any tr- players are going to get treated. You said you was going to keep right. him in the loop. But what happened was they didn't keep him in the loop. You know, I don't – And what? And look what happened. Bill O'Brien gets fired. But the, was it and time for Bill O'Brien to get they fired? They trade their number one – I don't think it was. Honestly, I don't. Because Bill O'Brien is a heck of a coach. But, I mean, like you said, NFL is. is a business. So, and you know what NFL stands for. <laughs> not for long. So, <laughs> well, we can... it was eventually, it was well, eventually going to come. Some players, but at the same... some players are, you know, are here for the long run. <clears throat> Tom Brady. <clears throat> I'm just saying. But we're going to get to talk about that later, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But but you know what I mean okay. though. You know what I mean though. Come on now. You know what I mean. I got you. I got. I got you. I got you. 
But at the same time, and then you get rid of the biggest wide receiver or one of the best wide receivers in the league and DeAndre Hopkins. That was just I understand that move. Yeah, I, really I didn't, didn't really get that move neither, though, man. That that move right there. I mean, that was Bill O'Brien's move right there, though, to get rid of so, After that, it's basically like Deshaun lost trust. And who would – I mean, I would uh, – me, if that was in that situation, I would do the same thing. I would want out, too. I mean, there's no trust there. Do you think that the organization itself, do you think that, you know, by not telling Deshaun what's going on, with their new kind of changes that they're making in Houston, do you think that was like on the business side of things, or that was just like trying to keep players out of the business side, keep them on the field, or what? I mean, to be honest, you can't really say it. You can't really tell what you can't really say what it is because, like I said, they promised him that they were going to keep him in loop. That's your franchise quarterback. He should know what's going what's Correct. going on. He got to know. I mean, we talk about weapons here, so it's like he has to know. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't know anything, and you just get rid of people and this and that, I mean, what do you expect? You expect him to stay somewhere where it's like, look at what happened. He had a great season. He did with you know using what he has, but he don't trust. He don't have trust in that organization anymore. So he wants to leave. Just playing. I can something. understand that though. I can feel him on that though. I mean, once you lose trust in somebody in the organization and you know, they'll keep their word of what's going on, I would ask for a trade though too. But you know, or it, it's just a lack of it's a lack of respect that they gave to their franchise quarterback. And that was somebody that y'all thought that y'all wanted to keep for a long run. Just like just like uh Belichick in the uh Brady situation or Drew Brees in a Sean Payton situation, you know what I mean? You want to keep one hold on to them for as long as you can, though. But sometimes some marriages got to end. Yeah, so, exactly. There's ended kind of short, but hey, it is what it is, though. You know, that was a relationship that I seen kind of it downplayed itself after D Hop went away. And once I seen D Hop go away, I said, you know, it's not going to take that long for him to want to leave or. For him to get mad about something like that, though, because you couldn't produce, y'all couldn't produce anything this season, though. But he still threw for most yards in the season this year, this season. Didn't have an off season where he could get used to his new wide receivers that came into play. Didn't have really a preseason to get used to him at all, neither. They just came into the regular season going head first, just like every other quarterback did in the league this year, though. But at the same aspect of breath, though, is is that where does that leave Deshaun Watson at? You have no primary targets on your field. You barely had a decent running back on the field this year, and you were getting sacked, and you were throwing, you know, you they were all over the field. It was all over the place. And some games they could have won, some games they just took themselves out of. So for mm-hmm. the season to be like that, though, I, I, I kind of feel you on that. It was time for a trade. But the Bill O'Brien situation, though, to me, you lost faith in – he lost faith in me. You know, I, mean, I lost faith in him, I should say, once he got rid of D-Hop. And that was it. I lost faith in him with that. Because you let D-Hop go to a, a, a young quarterback in Kyler Murray out there in Arizona. Look what Arizona did with D-Hop. They tore up the field with D-Hop on the field. 
And it's and you know, it was mm-hmm. crazy though because now they're they're weaponized right now. They're weaponized. All they got to do is coming in next year, find a, a, a find a pretty much a good defensive line. I mean, a good defense, and they're going to be phenomenal next year. This season coming up, they're going to be great. Young coach, young everything on that team. That team is going to do something different this year coming out, and I guarantee that one. Mm. They're going to be some. I mean, yeah, they're going to yeah. be something to look at mm-hmm. next season. They're gonna be something that they're gonna be a team to be yeah. reckoned with next season, especially whatever they do in the off season and whoever they draft too. Yeah, so look out for the for the Cardinals to be a surprise. Most, most definitely, you know, and I do believe that you know with this weapon, with the weapons they got on offense, Kyler Murray that can move his feet around a little bit though. He can get you know in and out of the pocket. He's a smaller quarterback. They're comparing to Russell Wilson a lot. So, you know, I think that next year, once he get, he already got a taste of the NFL, um, they always say you hit that rookie wall in your second season coming about. I don't think they're going to hit a rookie wall. I think he's going to do better than he did this year and come out on top next year. Not on top of the division per se, though, but I do believe they're going to be more competitive than they were this year come next year. With D Hop being on that team, that's a game changer right there. Yeah, I can that's a game changer. That, yeah. I, I can. But the Houston Texans about to lose Deshaun Watson. They're not going to be competitive anymore. I don't. But then again, I don't know because it, it was a, po- a report that came out that said the G, that the GM of the Texans has zero interest in trading them. Well, would you want to get rid of so, your top your top number one person on your team, your top quarterback? But see, but, but see, the thing is, look at look at how they're going about it. If you want to make him happy, you should do certain things. But it's like when he threatened to leave, and then you turn around, and then you bring in people to interview mm-hmm. for the head coaching job. Matter of fact, good thing I started this topic because let's look at this thing. You hire uh, one of the Ravens' yep. assistant coaches or whatever as their head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, why hasn't out of all people, why hasn't Eric Bieniemy yep. have a head coaching job yet? I think he would be a good fitting. And, and you know, that's another good question though. Eric Bieniemy has been around the NFL for a long time. Kansas City has been on the prowl for the past three seasons now. They've been on the prowl for the past three seasons. They came up short this the first season with Patrick Mahomes. They won the Super Bowl the second season. They're on the Super Bowl run this year again. And Eric Bahimi has been co- has been the offensive coordinator for that team since uh doggone um Alex Smith was there and before. Now, now where I think mm-hmm. he's gonna land at, he might not land a coaching job nowhere else in the NFL. He might not. But where I think it's going to happen, if they win this Super Bowl this year, I think Bohemi is going to take that coaching job from Eric, I mean, for Andy Reid this year. And don't and quote me on that, though. I mean, quote me, but don't quote me on that just yet. I think Bohemi is going to take over the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think it's already in the making. If they win this Super Bowl this year or if they lose this Super Bowl here this year, I think Andy Reid is going to hang it up and let Bohemi take over as, and take over the Kansas City Chiefs. It's his offense to take over. 
I mean, I could, I could see that happening too, but I think looking from his from another perspective, I think he would want to go somewhere else where he could actually, you know, change the culture and do what he needs to do to make it his yeah. team. You know what I'm saying? Go somewhere where you could go somewhere where you could start fresh and you can really, you know, start your head coaching job. I mean, I get what you're saying as far as staying in Kansas City and wind up coaching them. I get it because the players are used right. to him. He's used to the players. They know the system. I get it. But a lot of times when mm-hmm. you want to be a head coach, nine times out of ten, you want to go somewhere where you have your own team where you can install what you need to install and get and rally up the players to get them to fall in line and believe right. in your system. So I believe that's what he really wants to do. Now, if you see what's going on so far. All these random people are becoming head coaches now, and I and I'm not. Urban expanding. Meyer just became the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, yeah, but you got to think about it. He came from college. You don't have no experience right. in the program. I was just about to get to that though. I was just going to get to that though. Um, a lot of head coaches that become out of college does not always be successful in the in the NFL and the pros kind of realm. It's a different game. It's a different mindset. It's much faster. It's it, it, it's a it's a it's a game changer when you come from college level and you move up to the pro level. Now you have trained a lot of pros that came your way. Don't get me wrong on that. Every pro that you have trained has made it into the NFL somehow, some way. Now where I think he kind of fell a little short at though, but he still might can get on the ball with this though. You let Dwayne Haskins go, which was, your, which was your quarterback when you were coaching there in Ohio State. You let that boy go to Pittsburgh when I believe that you should have picked him up on your team and carried him all the way through his career. Now, that could be a game changer right there, though, too, if you put coach and quarterback techniques together, though. But we have seen some techniques like that go about in the NFL beforehand where we had Steve Spurrier and 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 somebody else, I forgot the boy name though, Shane Matthews come out of college together and that relationship just failed automatically. It just failed entirely. And that's just an example. You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, can this coach change the 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 culture in Jacksonville? Can he become a head coach in Jacksonville? Just like the uh, Eagles head coach now, the new Eagles head coach. I can't think of it. Yeah, he was the offensive. He was the offensive coordinator for right. the coach, and he got his head coaching job out of nowhere. Did the Eagles even look in towards Eric Bahimi coming in there? And that could have changed the whole culture around in in Philadelphia. His name is his name is, uh, his name mm-hmm. is Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. Who knows who Nick Sirianni is? Like I said, he was an offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis. And what did the Colts do? I'm 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 trying to figure out how is it that like I said, it's all it seems like it's a policy thing. How all these head coaches either come up from college or been offensive coordinator for a year or two and they just jump right in the head coaching spots, but you have a successful offensive coordinator. Hungry offensive coordinator mm-hmm. that's hungry to be a head coach and he's proven time after time that he can get it done. 
because look at where the Chiefs are again in back to back years. They're in the Super Bowl again. I, 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 I tell you this, man. I, I feel as though that they're setting that man up for success in Kansas City. And I do believe that he's going to end up in Kansas City, though. He's going to stay in Kansas City for the rest of his life, though. I don't, I do not foresee that he leaves Kansas City at all, period. I think this is his team to go. I think Andy Reid did a phenomenal job of putting this team together. Him, Andy Reid, and all this stuff that's up there in Kansas City right now, I think they did a phenomenal job of putting this team together. They're ready to roll. They are ready to roll. And if they can't roll the same way they're rolling now, because all the schemes and all the maneuvers are right then and there. You got a young quarterback that you signed for 10-plus years on a contract. Why would you want to leave that greatness right then and there on that team? You got a team that's perfectly put together. I I get it. I get it. But I don't think Andy Reid is going to retire right now. That's why it, I said that, that might be true, though. But if he get this second ring, that's all he's been looking for is a ring. He will go down as one of the greatest coaches to coach the game. He will go down as one of those. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. He has trained up people just as like uh, Donovan McNabb in Philadelphia. He helped take Philadelphia to the Super Bowl on his staff. You know what I mean? They didn't go anywhere afterwards, but they didn't have that too many. Lo- they didn't have too many losing records, if I should say that. They didn't have too many of them. He yeah. coached the likes of Michael Vick on his team. You know what I'm saying? So right. for him to be, you know, out there in Kansas City coaching up a young man, as in Patrick Mahomes, it was like relatively easy for him to teach him how to get out of the pocket and maneuver and do things that he needs to do. It was easy. And but Bahimi coming out there too as being one of the offensive head coaches out there with him, you know, the schemes and the maneuvers and everything else, he wouldn't need an offensive coordinator out there. He would call the plays himself as he's doing now. So that'll be a head coaching job where you don't need an offensive coordinator to come in there and do anything at all. You could call the plays yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need a staff. You just you need a defensive coordinator, and you need a person up in the box that's reading all the plays to you and telling. I mean, reading the plays that you call out. Use the same playbook, or change up some of the schemes in the playbook. If he can't land another job somewhere else, Kansas City is right there for him. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, in due time, we're going to see what's what. And just like all these new head coaches in different places, we're going to see what's going to be what. We're going to see how it works. But to cap this off, another firing that I didn't understand was Anthony Lynn from the Chargers. I did not understand that one either. The head coach. You you fire a coach coach that had an above 500 record. Or what? You know, I didn't understand that neither, though. And that guy right there, that head coach right there, he he did a phenomenal job with the Chargers. He did. And Justin Herbert was he phenomenal I mean, this season. He was straight beast mode this season. Exactly. Lights out. He was lights out this season. So why would you fire and then him? T- Really? Don't tell me they about to make his career like Jason Campbell's because we don't Ooh. have time for that. 
the Chargers because you cannot come in there and keep taking somebody and changing up, and they got a different offense coordinator every year or head coach. It, it, can't it's do that. not fair. And I, like I said, though, too, Jason Campbell's career, it lit up in, in Oakland, but it didn't light up as much in Oakland as he wanted it to in Oakland, though, because he got hurt in Oakland. And it was a different system. He played on three different, four different systems in his playing days. And to keep changing up the systems, keep changing up everything in your, in your, in your arsenal, you're not going to, you're not going to progress on like you did. You're not going to keep progressing. Just like uh, I take RG3 sample, I mean, RG3 for an example. He was under Mike Shanahan for a year. Mm -hmm. They fired Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. from the team. And then you put in Jay Gruden, his system didn't work for RG3. And it went down the drain very, very easily. You're putting different people in positions that are not helping the young quarterbacks out to succeed at all, period. Now, I don't know who they're going to get to replace him in uh, in Los Angeles. But, it, you know, if, if Bohemi ain't on top of that list in, in Los Angeles, then I don't know who's going to go out there in Los Angeles. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be take over to head coach in that position. No, I believe the Chargers already if have they, a new coach. If they do, then they, they wrong. Yeah, I believe they already have a new coach, matter of fact. If they do, then they wrong still. Either way, still they wrong. They do. His name is and Brandon Staley. who the hell Staley. is Brandon Staley? Exactly my point. Good question. You fired a good head coach, and you got rid of him, and then that was it. Yeah, his name is Brandon Staley. I don't know. Let's see. You know, and and it's like. Okay, that's what it was. He was the Rams' um, defensive coordinator. Yep. And the Texans just hired the Ravens assistant, David Culley, um, yeah, that's the new hire that just happened earlier this week. Matter of fact, this happened Cullen, 13 yeah. hours ago, bro. Yep. And, and, and it's crazy to me. It's crazy. But you know what? It's the NFL. Like you said, it's not for long. It's not for long. And we're going to see how this goes about. But um, just to switch gears here a little bit, though, uh, coming into our next topic here at hand, though, um, let's talk about the Super Bowl coming up real quickly. You know, um, Super Bowl Sunday coming up next week. A lot of big things riding on the Super Bowl. You got the you got the veteran quarterback in his tenth Super Bowl running. Um, you got. Patrick Holmes in his second Super Bowl running, trying to win his second title. Tom is trying to win seven. Where do you what what do you think the impact of this game? How do you think the impact of this game is going to be come game day? If I should say. Well, to start it off, it's going to be old line mm-hmm. against young line. We have a quarterback that's established, been there, done that. This is his 10th right. Super Bowl. Now we're going to see if the young gun can outdo him. 
This ain't the battle of two <laughs> old people like it was when it was him and Eli. <laughs> yeah. and the, you know what I'm saying? So this time you have Patrick Mahomes, who is arguably excluding Tom Brady and all the older quarterbacks, but as far as the younger quarterbacks, he is the hottest QB in that the league is. right now. No disrespect to Lamar or Josh Allen or none of them. Lamar, all of them are great. You know what, Lamar? But, but Lamar is he 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 needs somebody to help. Yeah, him that push. They need another wide receiver over. on that team. I ain't gonna lie. Well, there's Brian as that wide but, receiver though, but we ain't gonna talk about that yet. Yeah, yeah. So, but as far as my home boy, Mahomes is one of the best QBs in the yes, league right now. So, is I'm I'm anxious to see what he's going to do in the Super Bowl against Old Man really? River. Really? Why you got to be Old Man River now? And 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is 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 set up to be a great matchup. But the thing is, Kansas City has an edge because they can transform their offense and do different things. Well, I was. Which it which will which will confuse the defense. As you saw in that game against the um yeah. Bills, you saw what happened. You saw how they were they were doing shovel yeah. passes and all types of stuff. Yeah. It, it was confusing. And the Bills right. couldn't get it together. So with that going on, it, it can make Kansas City a little more dangerous coming this, to Super this Bowl. This is true. All right. Let me uh... But I'm not gonna count Brady and them out. It's gonna like I said, it's gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I'm just going to predict that KC is going to win by three. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Here's my thing. Here's my thing on that one. So, I think that, one, I say no. I don't think Kansas City is going to win this game. I think that Tom Brady will find a way to pull this off by by the same amount of points, by three points. So, I think it's Tom Brady going to pull it off by three. But I think that, like you said, it is old versus young, the veteran at the game. I think this is like they keep calling this the passing of the torch game. If this is going to, and the edge goes to Tampa Bay because they're in Tampa Bay. I think the edge goes to them with the fan mm-hmm. base and everything else goes to Tampa Bay. And only reason why I say that though, to win a title and you and be the first team to ever win a title in your own backyard, it, spe- it speaks a lot of volumes. That speaks so many volumes going forward because you won a title and you are the first team to win a title in your own backyard. We have never seen something like this before in a lifetime. Never have we ever. So mm-hmm. for this Super Bowl to be in your own backyard and you lose the Super Bowl in your own backyard, that'll speak a lot of volumes too. But Tampa Bay has been so damn hungry for another title or to win their first title or whatever the title. No, to win a title in Tampa Bay, they've been so damn hungry for the longest time frame. This is their year. I think this will be the year that Tom Brady finally says, all right, I'm done now. I'm done. I got seven and we can move forward now. I don't want eight. I don't want nine. I don't want ten Super Bowl rings. I just want my seventh one and finally go out and just retire. 
you know, I do believe mm-hmm. that though. But like I said before, and and here's another question though too. And this is kind of the same topic, though, but off the topic a little bit, though. So is everybody going to start saying nowadays, I'm the Tom Brady of of a sport now? Because if he gets seven rings, he eclipses Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is everybody going to say that nowadays? Because Michael Jordan, everybody keeps saying, I'm the Michael Jordan of this. Or I'm the Michael Jordan of that. But we haven't said anything else differently like I'm not the Kobe Bryant of this. I'm not the Kobe Bryant of that. Shout out to Kobe, or the LeBron James of this, or the LeBron James of that. Everybody keeps saying that I'm the Michael Jordan of this sport. So are we going to say we're the Tom Brady of this sport now? What you think? I mean, at the end of the day, as far as QB, like right now, we do know that Tom Brady right. had to go. Hands down. He, he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, period. Like, more Super Bowl rings than any team or any player in the in the entire history Correct. of the National Football League. So, at the end of the day, if, no. you can't take that away from him at all. You can't take it away from him. So, he like I say, he's the yeah, guy. We are. So, that, that – yeah. So but so, are we going to start saying that now? Are we going to start saying we the Tom Brady of this sports show? Are we the Tom Brady of something else differently? Like, what are we going to start saying now? Because if Tom Brady wins this seventh ring, nobody's ever won seven rings with one. Nobody's really. I mean, Michael Jordan won six rings with the Bulls, right? Tom Brady won six rings okay. with the doggone Patriots. Yeah, he lost two Super. Bowl, I mean, he lost three Super Bowls. No, he lost two Super Bowls, I'm sorry. Two Super mm-hmm. Bowl titles. I mean, two Super Bowl games. But are we going to start saying that again? I mean, no, he lost three. I'm sorry. He lost three. Being that this is his 10th. Lost twice to Eli Manning and one to Nick Foles. Jordan hasn't lost a finals game at all, period. So who's the true GOAT of all sports now? We should ask. <laughs> you can't really say all sports though. But not saying that that's the not saying that's the goat. Not, I mean, not saying the goat of all sports like that though. But I'm just saying, no. like, you mean who is the goat of each? No, sport? what that's I'm what asking is, is like Michael Jordan has been put on this pedestal for the longest time frame of basketball. And they even compared some like Michael Jordan sometimes is like, oh, he's just the GOAT. He just he's the greatest of all time. Like they just put him on the high pedestal. Can we put Brady up there on above mm-hmm. Michael Jordan if he gets seven rings? No, because like I said, that's in different sports. Okay. It's different sports. He's the GOAT of okay, football. Okay, so he'd be the greatest of all time in football. In football, yeah, he's great of all time. <laughs> football, you can't say of all sports because Tom Brady never played basketball, soccer. He played some golf. Played, you know what he I mean? Did some golf. So you can't really get some golf. <laughs> That's golf, but everybody knows who the everybody knows who the goat of golf is. Tiger. But Tiger been everybody losing knows. though. Tiger been so, losing. Tiger been losing. It don't make a difference. He still, <laughs> still nope. Tiger has been losing though. 
Hey, he's still so going to call him Go, go, go Tiger. Go Tiger. <laughs> yeah, Go Woods. Go Woods. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're going to take a brief commercial break and we'll be right back with more of the British Sports Show, everybody. Give us one minute. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show. All right, everybody, we'll be right back here with more of The Realist Sports Show. This show has been brought to y'all by Mr. R Sauces and Financially Tone. If y'all want to go get some barbecue sauce, honey mustard sauce, whatever kind of sauce in the world, y'all want to go get it, go to mrrsauces.com and go pick up some sauce recipes. Oh, go pick up some sauce, whatever the case may be. Is you want to pick up the world's DC's famous mumbo sauce? Go pick it up at Mr. R Sauces. All right, back into the show real quickly. Um, so let's talk about Washington real quickly. Let, let, not yeah, real do quickly. It. We're gonna talk about Washington real. We're gonna talk about Washington. So back on the same token of breath, though, we was talking about at the beginning of this show, we talked about Deshaun Watson at the beginning of this show and how he's disgruntled in, in, um, in Houston right now, though. There's been some real trade offers. There's been some, there's been some, there's been some smoke about Matthew Stafford. How do you feel about that character coming to D.C.? Mm-hmm. Um... To be honest, I wouldn't mind him coming to D.C. He would be a lot cheaper than going to get Deshaun Watson because if you need Deshaun Watson, you would have to give up a lot. And you got to remember, we already did that once, giving up first-round picks and second-round picks. We can't afford to do that again. But we have some extension picks, though, that we did pick up, though, um, that we can give out as a trade offer, too, as well. We got some picks that we can give away. Not a first-round pick. But we got some few second round picks in between a couple third rounders that we can give away for Deshaun Watson's talent and maybe a player. We can give them, I mean, I believe that we can give up Ryan Kerrigan for a minute. He can go down to, to, to Houston and play down there for a minute, though, even though he wants to be a Washington football team player for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? But he can also do like Jason Witten did and sign a one day contract with the team and then retire from the Washington football team after one season. But we have space, and we have the cap space. Okay, I I, I get that, but why would you give up first-round picks and stuff that you know we can use because we need pieces to our team, even though we had a successful season, kind of, <laughs> sort of. But we need, we need those picks to get our team better. And we still need that draft capital, too, so we'll be able to get free agents and, you know, sign our draft picks, whoever we draft and stuff, too. So, like I said, I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't mind Deshaun Watson be, up, be here, 
but you have to give up a lot to go get him. And right now, I wouldn't put us in that position to do that. Okay, so if you're a GM, and as you already stated, if you're a GM and your team needs a quarterback, who do you trust more with the football? Would you trust Watson or would you trust Stafford? Okay, let's break this down. (laughs) Now, you already have a connection, mm-hmm. right? Because our general manager now was the general manager of the Lions who drafted Correct. Matthew Stafford. Okay. So you already got that relationship there. So basically, if Matt Stafford wanted to come here, he'd be comfortable because he has somebody here. Now, as far as Deshaun, Deshaun can play. I'm not going to say that if you really look at it, if he leaves Houston and come to us, actually, it'll be a decrease in weapons. You said a decrease in weapons? It would be a decrease in weapons. You got to think about it. They had Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, they did. Exactly. We only got one successful receiver on our team, and that's Terry McLaurin. We don't have a solid team. Well, that's when Allen Robinson would come into play, though, too, because he's on the fridge. Okay, but that I, I I get that, but that depends on if we actually go get him a free agency. You gotta think about that. We don't know the uh, actual plan of how we're gonna do this. So if you, don't what would you do? Me, honestly, like okay. this is what I would do. Allen Robinson would be great, right? Mm-hmm. It would be great mm-hmm. to bring him here, but me looking in. What I would do, honestly, I would get okay. Stafford here. And they, then you got to think about it. It's two wide receivers that are free agents too this year that Matthew Stafford played. And who was that? Okay. Kenny Galladay. Okay. Who was a good receiver. And Marvin Jones Jr. Both Correct. of them are free agents. Correct. This year. Correct. Okay. So, mind you, we already got T Mac. Right. We already got him. Okay. Cam Sims is starting to come into his own. You know, yeah. he's starting to come into it. But imagine bringing them two in with those receivers we already have. That would make our receiving core better. Because mm. you got to think about it. We actually have three number one receivers. This is on so the true. This is so true. Because we need a slot receiver, though, that can go out there and play slot receiver. Exactly. So, like I said, we'll have three right. number one receivers. So it was going to be tough to try to cover all of them. What about uh, Brandon Sheriff coming into play too as well? Because Brandon Sheriff is uh... okay. Well, to line it up, of course you got to right. bring Sheriff back. That's automatic. You can't let him walk. He was the he's the only All Pro that we had on our team this year. The and only All Pro. First team, first no, first team All Pro. Okay, that's just Brandon Sheriff. First team all pro. That's the only one. You have to bring him back. He's a key pivotal part on that right side of the line. We definitely need I him agree back. With that. I agree with that. Without a question. Without a question. So when you first do off season, that should be the first thing right there. Right. Go get him. Correct. That should be the first thing. Now, while you get that taken care of, you can still have that time period because you got to think about it too. They still got a temper period too that they can do to try to convince people to come to the team. Now, I would take that time to try to get Matthew Stafford or whoever you want to do and try to get him to come to the team, whether it's trade or if they're going to release him or whatever, right. to bring him in. 
But right now, if you really want to help save money and save with picks and all that, the safest route is to go Matthew Stafford. Because honestly, he needs a fresh start. I, I do do I do believe that though, because even Megatron left on him um, a few years back. Megatron left them, but the Lions have exactly right. he retired. And the Lions early. haven't even really been that flamboyant as of lately, anyway. With Matthew Stafford even being at the helm, though, and with Matthew Stafford also throwing a lot of picks, though, but he doesn't have that much of protection on his line. That's number one. Number two is the Lions' offense hasn't been that dominant at all. Period. Even with Adrian Peterson being in the backfield, he hasn't even exploded for 100 yards this year that well. But not, but not, but not just that. Look at what if he was to leave Detroit to come here, look what he's inheriting. He's inheriting a whole de- a brand better defense right. than what right. he had. A defense that ranked Correct. in the top three. Okay, so he know he got a defense that could get him the ball in good field position. He knows that. He done seen it. He right. done played against it. So he knows what it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's no so bullshit. No he bullshit. knows what it is. But, I mean, here's my thing, though. And then that? not to mention, too, another thing. Another thing. What do you think Logan Thomas the came Lions. from? Exactly. Not Who was the quarterback? Stafford. Of course. <laughs> exactly. So it will make sense to bring Stafford here with those two receivers, and you already got Logan Thomas. So, it would make sense. Okay, so you're saying let – so you're saying basically this. You're going to let Watson walk, bring Stafford here to D.C. And- Dude, Watson's going to go to a team that has actual – that's good and salary cap. You understand, we just signed some deals already. We had fifty million in salary cap. That would probably drop now. Now, now, okay. Some of these teams got more than that, like the Jets and all them. The Jets got at least seventy to eighty million in salary. This is so true. This is so true. Exactly. So those type of teams would be a better fit for him. He and then you got to think about it too. I told you about that report that came out. He doesn't want to come to Washington. He'd rather go to the Jets or this the Dolphins. This is so true, though, too. But now, so you're going to bring – so what you're telling me is, is this. And, 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 and I just want to be clear here. I just want to be clear. All right? I want to do some, uh, 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 some Barack Obama here a little bit, though. You know, I, I, I just want to do that real quickly. You're going to bring a 32-year-old. Matthew Stafford here instead of bringing a 25-year-old here who's only, I mean, a 25-year-old player here? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just want to be clear. This is what I'm saying. Okay, so, okay, let me, let, let me put it this way. So, you would rather give up about three first-round picks and a couple second rounds and give up some star players on your defense just to bring Deshaun Hell Watson nah. here? Hell you would do nah. that? Okay, then, because that's what will have to happen for Deshaun Watson to get to Washington. Is exactly. that really what they're asking for? Yes. That, 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 that don't... They want two, they want, they want two to three first-round picks, and probably I think it was a couple so, second rounds, or one or two first-round picks and two second rounds. It's yeah. something like that. So... Okay, so I would okay in that aspect. So, current salary cap. This is what we're looking at. 
these are the top team that has the best salary cap right mm-hmm. now is in cap space is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Correct. They got over $69 million Correct. in salary cap. Then it's the Colts, and then it's the Jets. Well, the Jets are looking for a new quarterback anyway, though, because the Jets need somebody new, and they want they want to get rid of Sam but Donald she, anyway. Okay, and now, see, that's another thing that came up, too. Sam Donald's name came up and linked with Washington, too. But do you really want Sam Donald here? I would take, if anybody, I would take Matthew Stafford over anybody, over Sam Donald anyway. But hold on. I don't know if you saw this, too. Another name popped up that could be a trade thing for us, too, as far as the quarterback position. Derek Carr. Yeah, I heard about Derek Carr, too, coming to Washington. I did hear about that. So, so it's a lot of QBs, you know, that that can come here. Now, but the thing is, are you willing to risk what you need to risk to bring top people here? You know what I mean? Because you still got you still got Dak out there. Too. Now that'll be a safer bet. Now I heard Dak was linked to Washington too as well, but I do believe that the Dallas Cowboys are going to work out a deal with Dak Prescott, and they're going to bring him here. But Dak Prescott is coming off a leg injury as well, so Dak ain't going to be the same. I don't believe Dak is going to be the same Dak of last four of the last four years that we've seen Dak Prescott in the NFL. I do not believe that. Now. What I do believe is, is this. If we can score big this offseason, I will take Matthew Stafford over Deshaun Watson. Because like I've said before on the show before, we do not develop a lot of black quarterbacks in Washington. We don't develop them well. We just really don't. And I could take you back, and I wish he was on that show with me, though. I wish he was. But I could take you back to – um I can take you way back in the day on the Super Bowl run that uh um God dang it, I just had his name in my head. You know who I'm talking about. Doug Williams. I could take Doug Williams. Okay. Lasted one year in Washington, won a Super Bowl for us in Washington, and left the next year. Then you got the likes of Jason Campbell coming in here. Jason Campbell lasted about what three years, three uh, two seasons or so in Washington. Got rid of him. RG3 came into Washington. No, Donovan McNair came into Washington. Washed up, beat up, and everything else. Got rid of him. Then you brought an RG3 right behind him. Washed up, gone. Then you you brought in... Actually, we talked about that. Because remember I said, it's not that we don't know how to develop black quarterbacks. Uh-huh. It's the fact that the owner has so much say so when they get here. That is true though. But like so it's not that we can't develop them. We can. We can put them in a position to be successful. It's just you gotta have, like I say, the right coach and the owner needs to mind his business and just sign checks. This is so true. But also, like I was saying though too, was you bought in the uh you bought in um Dwayne. And you put him in a position – he was he put himself in a position to fail, number one. But also, you put him in a position to fail, though, too, was because you started him too early. You started him too early. Then Josh jo- – no, I'm sorry. Josh Johnson came in there before that. He was in a position to kind of win us a season, though, or two. But he wasn't in a real position to win games like that, though. But he could have w- won a lot of games. 
I mean, it's so many things that you got that we could have done in a season with black quarterbacks. Josh Johnson could have started the next year over and taught Dwayne some of the things that he learned being a backup quarterback to Josh Johnson. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. And Dwayne had, I mean, not Dwayne had, RG3 could have learned underneath Donovan McNabb, even if we didn't win the, the division that year. He could have learned a few things for Donovan McNabb, learning from him. And then started the next season over. When you wanted to switch coaches and stuff like that, though, it all runs with how much time you put in effort into your coaches and how long you're going to keep your coaching staff here for. Because like you said before, and you and I'm quoting you, we have had uh, maybe, what, four successful now head coaches in the league today on our staff. Four. That's Cal, uh, Cal, um, Cal, um, Matt LaFleur, and uh, 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 what's the brand's head coach? Um, Sean, McVay. Sean McVay. And it was one other person. I forgot. I can't think of his name right now, but it's one other person. So either one of them teams could have went, either one of them teams, I mean, any one of them coaches that just left Washington could have all been successful here in Washington. Even Greg Williams could have been successful in Washington as a head coach. Yeah. That's four. They go to four points. Greg Williams could have came to Washington with the defense that Greg Williams brought to uh, Washington. They could have still been successful. Now, the key is here is that how long you will give Coach Ron Rivera here to change this culture around here, keep changing the culture around here, and still, plus, keep winning drives going. Keep winning seasons going. I'm going to be honest with you. Ron Rivera is going to be here for a while. I mean – like I said, even though the season wasn't how we planned it to be, right. but it still might have been a great season. Why? We were division champs and we still went to the playoffs. Correct. Even through all of that, we went through – we didn't, as you know, we didn't have a bunch of injuries like we normally would, which was a blessing on, on top of that. Correct. But not too, you had a coach that was fighting cancer. Correct. And everything else. So this season was a magical season for us. Because what, what did I say in previous shows? I did not pick us winning. I mean, I did not pick us going to the playoffs at all. I told you. I did. But I said, I think Washington is going to make the playoffs this year. I told you that. I think we are a playoff caliber team. But I do not think that we're going to make a Super Bowl run. No. I said, I think we're going to make a playoff run. You kept denying that. You're right. You denied that. <laughs> And I, like I said, I was proven wrong. We won. We wound up going to playoffs. I was shocked. <laughs> but I had a feeling that we were going to make the playoffs this year, though. But I thought that Dwayne was going to take us to the playoff run this year, though. But, you know, things happened with Dwayne. COVID hit. We're not going to talk about Dwayne because, like I said, Dwayne messed his own opportunity up in Washington. He did. Doing dumb he stuff. Did. And not preparing yourself the way you're supposed to prepare yourself. That is true. So, he did that to himself, and we should never have to talk about Dwayne Haskins again. He's gone on to Pittsburgh, so let him go to Pittsburgh and let Mike Tomlin deal with him. We don't have to. <laughs> so, that that's done over with. 
I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. So I, I'm not going to go back in the past. Just like I don't talk about Kirk Cousins <laughs> and all that other stuff. Them, them bammers are old now. You're gone off the team. There's nothing to talk about. Hey, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Captain Kirk, it, it, you know, Captain Kirk is still a, it, it was still my boy. Even though he did some bullshit to us, he's still my boy, though. But Kirk Cousins. Okay, well, you can like Captain Kirk. That's fine. I, I can't argue with how he plays. He plays all right. I can't, I can't argue Thank with that. Thank you. But at the same time, he's not He's not a Washington football team player anymore. He's not. He's, he's gone. He is gone. So anybody that used to play for us is beyond my memory. I, I don't care. <laughs> Damn. Damn, bro. I only care. I only, I only care about current players right now. So at the end of the day, are we both agreeing to Matthew Stafford or or would you take okay? I'll put it like this in a bubble. Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott, DC, right now. Who would you take? Your offers on the table right now. Who would you take? One is a free agent and one is a rook. I mean, one is a is a trade off. Which one would you take? To be to be uh, to be uh, to be honest, both of them are injury are hurt. As you know, Matthew Stafford had injury throughout the season too. You know that. That is correct. And and Dak is hurt too, so they both got injuries right now. Yep. But at the same time, I would still take Matthew Stafford. He's going to be cheaper than Dak because Dak is going to be looking for that forty million a year. You know what? I was. Just, you know what? You know what? So I would still, I would still take Matt Stafford. I still would take him because that he's going to be the cheapest, the cheapest quarterback you can get right now. So would you take? Okay, so would you take a would you take a quarterback in the draft? Yes or no? Or would you take a wide receiver? With the first, with the first round pick or the second round pick, would you take a quarterback? Yes or no? Um, to be honest with you, let me see. Now we're at pick. pick I'm gonna tell you. Pick. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna fall. How this has to fall. Okay. Now I will only pick a quarterback if Alex Smith doesn't return and decides to retire. Okay. Then I will go draft a quarterback because you're gonna need a backup. Okay. You're going to need So, unless, like I said, we already talked about Taylor Heineke because of, you know, whatever crap that happened, whatever. But right now, he's still going to be an option for our team. Okay. To be a quarterback. Okay. I think they're going to discuss that during the offseason because the main thing for offseason was addressing the quarterback situation and getting the GM. We already got the GM. Right. So now is addressing the quarterback situation. So that's the next thing on the priority list right now, addressing the quarterback situation. After that, I believe that the next priority will be re-signing Brandon Scherf. I think Brandon Scherf should be the number one priority on our free agency on the, on the top. But you can't do anything. You can't do nothing until free agency hits. Right, right. I think, you have to wait for free agency. You got to wait for the tampering period first. Right. And then you can do all that. But right now, the priority right now is getting the quarterback situation together. What's going to happen with Alex? Is Alex coming back? You don't know yet. They gave him time to ponder his decision on what he wants to do. Right. But mind you, if he does decide to retire, that's $20 million coming back to our salary cap. This, and, you know, you spoke of that last year, too, on the last show, on one of the shows, too. You spoke of that $20 million. Right now, right now, our salary cap right now, we have over $33 million right now in salary cap. So we rank seventh right now in salary cap. 
So, if he was to retire, like I said, that's mm-hmm. another 20 coming back. Correct. Then on top of that, if you, you know, let Ryan Kerrigan walk, which I believe they're going to do anyway. Correct. He's, he's going to be gone. And then there's some more people that they have to cut to get more salary cap space. Yeah. But right now, the biggest key is they're waiting to see what Alex Smith is going to do. That's going to determine what they're going to do as far as quarterback-wise. I really believe that. And, you know, that's not a bad idea to think about Alex Smith, though, because Alex Smith did win comeback player of the year. And I think he's going to win. Two, I don't know if you realized. I don't know if you saw the report, but you realize he didn't have a calf injury, right? Really? Yeah, he had a bruise. I think he had a thigh bruise or something like that. It wasn't a calf injury. Okay. It came out. He had some type of bone bruise or thigh bruise or something, muscle bruise. It was something. It was a bruise. Right. And he had that, which kept him from playing. It wasn't a calf issue. Okay. So. So. That's gonna come play. That's gonna play a lot of role in his uh, decision making. So, like I said, this whole thing is gonna unfold once they find out the situation with Alex if he's coming back at that. Now, if he does come back, at the end of the day, as of right now, he will be our starting quarterback. You do realize that? Yeah, because we have nobody else on staff to. Because right now. Because right now, only stat quarterbacks we have on our staff right now is Heineke. Alex. No, Heineke's not on the staff. Okay. He doesn't have a contract. They just brought him in right then and there. He didn't sign the whole thing. After this, he's basically a free agent again. Okay. So we got Alex, Kyle Allen, and Steven. Mon- no, Allen is gone too. Allen only signed a one year contract. He was on a one year okay. contract. Allen is gone. All you got is Steven Montez left. <laughs> well. Exactly. Exactly. Oof. Exactly. Exactly. So you're going to need to address the quarterback such an ASAP. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now we've never seen Steven Montez playing the game at all before yet, period. We have never seen him play at all. So, mind you, that's an advantage, but it's not an advantage. So, you have a quarterback, a young quarterback on staff, but like you said, it still depends on what Alex Smith does. Now, Matthew Stafford, like you said before, is a good option for Washington. I wouldn't mind having him here. I don't mind it. But, like I said, like you said, too, Deshaun comes with a high price. Dak comes with a high price. Matthew Stafford is a lower price because we can get him for a lower deal, try to get him for a number two, number three draft pick or whatever the case may be. It's give away our number two, one of our number two draft picks in the, in the round or number three or whatever the case may be. So he can come at a lower price because we don't need anything like that that much. What we really need is to fix the address the left tackle position on our team. That's number one. But with Morgan Moses moving over to left tackle position, helped us out last season. But then, too, another thing you got to factor in, too, as far as our quarterback position. You got to factor in, too, the possibility of Cam Newton. Now, Cam has been a, 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 a number one prospect for Washington. Now, don't get me wrong. Cam Newton has been tagged for the number one prospect of coming to Washington. 
just because of Ron Rivera being here. Now, I don't believe that Cam Newton is going to be anything of himself in Washington that he was in Carolina at all, period. I don't think the system the system fits him, but I don't think he's going to be the same person as he was in Carolina. After all the shoulder injuries he went through, after everything he has gone through in his entire career, yeah, that might bring publicity here to D.C. because Cam Newton being here, that's going to bring a lot of publicity. But it's not going to bring uh, – it's not going to do anything for our season. That's just like with Russell Westbrook coming to the to the Wizards. Yeah, it brings publicity here, but it's not helping the team win here. Does that make sense? I get it. It, it, uh, it makes sense, but at the same time, you got to think about it. That's another quarterback that knows the system. That's the purpose of bringing in QBs. You got to find a QB that's comfortable, that knows your system. So that's three quarterbacks on the – that will be three quarterbacks on the team that know the system other than Alex. Alex is a whole different breed. He can pick up a system just like that. Yeah, you like Tom so Brady. Nothing. picks up anything. So – so, other than Alex Heineke and Cal Allen, you bring in Cam, that's another person that knows the offense. So, realistically, where it should play out is one get hurt, you got another one that can step right in, like, with no issues. Point blank, period. So, the question, the real question on the table is, do you go after, do you keep Cal Allen on the roster, or do you go after, or would you go after um, Cam Newton and put him as a backup quarterback? For your team, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you, and, and I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Be accessing this quarterback thing. This is what I would do. If you really want to make it a competition, to be to be really honest, uh huh. If you really want to do it, uh huh. This is what I would do if you really want to make a competition out of it. Okay. Even if Alex is there, if Alex, this is what I would say. If Alex retires, this is what they should do. Right. Bring in Matt Stafford. Uh-huh. Resign Taylor Heineke. Okay. Get rid of Kyle Allen. Okay. And bring in Cam Newton. Okay, I like that battle. I like that concept. And let, now, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you let – you've got Stafford, Cam Newton, and Taylor Heineke. Let all of them duke it out to yep. see who can be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Now, this is the thing, though. Two out of the three going to already know the system. Correct. But Matthew Stafford is is a wonder boy, so I wouldn't count him out either. He's a gunslinger. Yeah, he, he is. Can throw the, he could he could throw the rock. So, but Cam Newton and Tyler Honeycutt got one thing on them that Stafford doesn't have. They can run. Now, uh, can yeah. Cam is not yeah. as fast. Cam is not as fast as he used to be. And it's not about dude. When Cam ran, it was not. It wasn't about being fast. It was using his body. It wasn't is, about being fast. Okay, that is true though. But he fumbled the ball in New England a couple times too. Okay, that's New England. That system don't fit him. You know, they never did fit him. Okay, they just did that because they needed a place. They needed somebody to, you know, they needed a name to replace Tom Brady. Pretty much. Pretty much. Let's just be honest. Okay, so if Cam does decide to come here, because Cam is a free agent this year, too. So if Cam does decide to come to Washington, you know, it's going to make noise. It's going to make a lot of noise. Don't get me wrong. The number one, you know, he's going to win the number one jersey here, of course. That's going to make a lot of noise. But can Cam get over that hurdle with Ron Rivera again and be like 
Cam Newton was in Carolina. You don't have just that. That's not even just that. Another thing you got to factor into is what Cam even what Cam even want to be coached by Ron Rivera again just because of what happened when they released Cam. You know what? And I don't think that had nothing to do. I don't think Ron. I don't think it had nothing to do with Ron either. I think that was more of the GM at that time. Yep, that's what I was just about to who say. Who was? Who was? What's it? Who? Who was his name? Dave Gettleman. And where yep. is Dave Gettleman now? And In New the York. Giants. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? There still might be some hostility there. And, and it might still, and it might be a lot of hostility there in a long, in the long run, though. But I think he fought to get Cam back. But with Cam being gone, and he, and like I said, Ron is trying to change the culture around here. He's made a cultural change, though, to go get a quarterback that knows your system and everything else, and knows how you. But he doesn't know the team. That's the key thing, though. He doesn't know the team that well. You may know the system. But you don't know the team. But you can coach up the team to learn the system better than they did last year. And you might produce some better wins, though. You might produce some wins. You may or may not. You got a better defense than you had in New England. I give you that one. Stephon Gilmore might have been the best shutdown uh, quarterback at one given time frame, though. But he's not this year. He wasn't this year. And also, too, is, you know what? You might get another cornerback out of this situation too, as well, because Richard Sherman has ties to the new GM as well. So you might how get. Is how, how is that? Because they have played. They Richard Sherman has played underneath for the new GM as well. He had a stint with the new GM as well. I think the new GM, I think the new GM played in Seattle. I mean, had a stint in Seattle for a minute too as well before he got replaced. So they know each other mm. kind of very well. So you might get three out of the deal here if we could bring in Richard Sherman for a second to play shutdown corner if you really want to play that game. Even though Richard Sherman has a lot of injuries, I mean, he had a lot of injuries last year before. But you bring him in this system here, you might get you might get a Legion of Boom system out of here, a new formation of Richard of the Legion of Boom. There's been articles about him being tied to uh, Richard Sherman. Yeah, because Richard Sherman was a 49er. Exactly. And he was the GM of the, and he was the GM of the 49ers. That's where it was. 49ers GM. So it it, it might play out some stints between that though. It might we might can pick up a long hole. So don't 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 quote me on this though. But there's some ties, and there might be a little bit of fire when you hear Richard Sherman's name being tied to Washington because he's trying to lead. I mean, from what I heard, he might want to lead the Bay Area and come here. And that ain't a bad look for Richard Sherman to come here. Even though he's old and washed up and beat up a little bit, got got a Super Bowl ring, but it, it it can play out for us very very well on defense because that's another corner that can play shutdown corner, and also too is that's another player that can help out our secondary with his missing because with him, Landon Collins, and uh, uh, Kendall Fuller back there, you got a dominant ass 
was you got a dominant ass uh, secondary back there, and with Jimmy Moreland or uh, 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 Fabian Monroe back there too as well, beating. I mean, but, uh, playing corner. But I want that. Book. The biggest question is the biggest key that was on our defense. Is he going to re-sign or not? Who? Ronald Darby. Yeah, think about that. If Ronald Darby don't sign back, you go get Richard Sherman. But if Ronald Darby does sign back and we still pick up Richard Sherman on the side, that's your secondary right there. That's going to shut down everything. Okay. But and, somebody's going to have to move in the slot. It, it, Richard Sherman can play all in positions. Kendall Fuller can play, all, play safety back there with Landon Collins. But that's not going to happen because you forgot. I we mean, got, it, we got Cameron Curl and Cameron. Okay, so Kendall Fuller can play that slot or the outside position. So, it doesn't matter, but that's so still a secondary. Now. The way I see it, if we could say like, okay, if Ronald Darby signed back and we do get Richard Sherman, this is how I look at it. Uh huh. Okay, your safeties are going to be Cameron Curl and Landon Collins, right? Correct. Your right. two outside corners will be Richard Darby. Sherman and, and Ronald Darby. That would be Correct. outside corners. Your nickel corner will be Kendall Fuller because he, he played nickel. That would Correct. be your nickel corner. Cool. Correct. The main piece that we really need to help solidify, we need another linebacker. That's all we need. But your linebacker, Cordo, doesn't need to be as strong Dude, I mean, your secondary, you think your middle field the can be defense strong. Is called, they, when you have good defense, it, it starts with the front seven. Your front seven is your defensive line and your linebackers. Always remember that. Correct. So you got to have strong linebackers. Correct. I mean, I think everybody pretty much stepped up to the plate this year. They for did. They did. But at the same time, like I said, you still – you can always have linebackers. I mean, this is so true, though. But like I said, though, if you get that dynamic force to be reckoned with, no, everybody's going to – because you are not going to know who to throw the ball to because you got two shutdown corners on the side. You got a nickel corner that is in Kendall Fuller who can shut down people too as well. And you already know you're going to have safety help in the back because Landon Collins is calling that play just like he normally does. He's calling up the offense – I mean the defense. You know what I mean? He's that captain for a reason. So, it, it, it boils down to – now, the money situation is going to come into play, too, as well. But you can get Richard Sherman on a, on a two-year deal just to get a Super Bowl run of a team. In the next two years, you can get a Super Bowl run out of Richard Sherman one more time. Because you're not going to be able to throw the ball on the Washington football team at all, period. Or whatever they decide to change the name to in the coming days, or whatever the case it be is. But you're not going to be able to throw the ball on Washington. You're going to have to throw it across the middle or you're going to have to be able to throw it across somewhere else because it's not going to work. And that's what Washington needs, a strong defense. Of, they need a strong defense in the secondary. And like I said, if you get that boy Richard Sherman in D.C. and Darby signs back, that's Washington. And if you get the linebacker core to step up like they did this year, there go Washington right there. 
You don't need nothing about you don't need nothing else but that right there. You don't need nothing else. And with the front line changing out in and out like they did, you can make a strong run for the uh for the uh Super Bowl with that front line right then and there. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I'm trying to tell you some facts here, bro. It's it can work. It can work. Well, like we can speculate all day of how things can be done, but we're not gonna know until we actually see what goes on. But the way I'm gonna end it is right now. They're waiting to see what Alex Smith is going to do, and that's what's going to unravel the offseason for them. That is true. That is true. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight. Um, well, whenever you listen to the show, you know, I, I couldn't do another show without DJ Curry coming back on here because, you know, we live another show every time frame. We're going to give you hard-hitting facts, and we're going to give you our best opinions too as well. But, um, you know, Thank y'all for listening to the show. This has been another edition of the British Sports Show, y'all. And DJ Curry, take us out, baby. All right. Like I said, we appreciate y'all. Listen to this tomorrow morning or when at, the, 9 at 9 a.m. And let's go. Like, we're right. going to keep this, keep this support going. And we really appreciate y'all. Amen to that. Hey, y'all, we out of here, y'all. Stay tuned for the next show next week, y'all. Hey!